Welcome to Main Menu for February 6th, 2010. I'm Jimmy Pauls. This week we visit with two high school students, Tyler Uronic and Chase Crispin, about their experiences using assistive technology in school and at home. Then, Rick Harmon continues with part three of his Windows 7 details. That's all coming up on this edition of Main Menu. The American Council of the Blind annually awards approximately 20 scholarships, ranging from $1,000 to $2,500. These scholarships are awarded to vocational, entering freshmen, undergraduate and graduate students who are blind or visually impaired and maintain a 3.3 GPA and are involved in their school and local community. Completed applications must be received by 11.59 on March 1st, 2010. Scholarship monies will be awarded for the upcoming academic year. To read scholarship guidelines, visit www.acb.org. For more information, phone the ACB National Office at 800-424-8666. This week on Main Menu, I'm joined by a couple of high school students. We may have a third one join us if he is able to. But uh, right now, we are visiting with Tyler Uronic and Chase Crispin. And both of these guys are probably uh, known to many listeners from, uh, well, email lists and, and that sort of thing. But I think what we'll do to start is I'm going to have, uh, we'll start with you, Tyler. Tell us um, your age, where you're from, and uh, what high school you go to. Hello, folks. Uh, this is Tyler Uronic, and I am f- from uh, Council Bluffs, Iowa, and I attend uh, Trainer uh, Junior Senior High School, but they've added actually a new addition this year called the uh, Middle School. So um, it's kind of specified as the uh, Junior Senior slash Middle School. So it's kind of different. Um, but yeah, that's basically um, that. Yeah, that's basically it. What grade are are you in this year? Um, I am actually in uh, seventh grade. And I'm uh, 13. Chase, where are you from? I am from Blair, Nebraska, which is just about uh, 20 minutes or so away from Omaha. Um, I attend school at Ott Middle School here in Blair. And I'm also, like Tyler, in seventh grade. Excellent. Now, Chase, you've kind of been on main menu before, um, sort of inadvertently. Uh, there was a Blind Cool Tech podcast that Larry Scootcon posted. Uh, he visited with you at a restaurant, if I recall correctly. You won an award, right? Yeah, I won. Um, the American Printing House for the Blind had a essay contest um, for kids in school and how their products are used in the classroom. And I won third place in my age category. So um, I went down to Louisville and 
got my award there. And then I went out to lunch with Larry, and we ended up recording the podcast, which was definitely a lot of fun. And uh, I noticed that you pronounced the name of that city correctly, according to the natives. Louisville is how they, they in fact, say it. So are both of you guys totally blind, or do you have some uh, some vision? Yes, uh, Jamie, I am actually completely blind, and I was um, born blind. And I, you know, I went through a lot of surgeries because they thought, you know, yeah, you know, there's a way to make him see... And this was back in 1996, but now, you know, if you look at all the technology and stuff that they have um, uh, today for for um, all these eye things, you know, there could be a chance someday. I don't know. Exactly. How about you, Chase? I have a little bit of sight. I can see light and um, some colors, bright colors like yellow and that kind of thing. And then I also can kind of, if I'm walking down the hall or something, I can tell somebody's in front of me. I can't tell what it is. I can just see kind of a darker spot where that person is, if that makes sense. But it's not enough vision to, uh, like, read uh, exactly. large print or anything. You know, you guys being in school, and I mean, I kind of, uh, I'm not that old, but as far as technology goes, I suppose I am. Um I graduated from college in 88, so that tells you something about where I'm coming from. But in your daily schoolwork, um, what piece of technology would you say is most important to you? And we'll start with Chase this time. For me, it would probably be the Braille Plus um, from APH. And what I like about it is it is um, small enough that it's easier to carry around than a laptop. And so I can type up my assignments on there and do a lot of the basic work on that. So that's probably what I use the most. But when we're doing PowerPoints and things like that, um, I have a MacBook laptop and I have Mac uh, 10.6 and then I have Windows on the laptop as well. So I will use that if I can't do something on the Braille Plus. So it's probably equally split up between my Braille Plus and my Mac. Very interesting. Now you've captured my attention because I would really love to play with a MacBook. What's uh, wh- What are your thoughts about VoiceOver? Well, I haven't got to play with it that much yet because I just got that computer here about a week ago. Um, I upgraded from a very old Dell laptop, but so far I'm pretty impressed with it. It's definitely different from JAWS and System Access, which are the screen readers I use a lot. But I'm really glad to see such a screen reader that can do so much built into a computer. So I'm definitely looking forward to using it more and learning about it. So you've really got quite a bit of technology there at at your disposal. Um, I knew you were a, a Braille Plus user, so I have to ask you, now I'm not asking for any details, but have you actually gotten to put your hands on the Bookport Plus yet? Um... I got to just feel a prototype of it when I was at a, um, in Louisville this past October for the annual meeting. But I haven't really got to play with one. I just saw it at one of the meetings that Larry did. And I don't think we're saying anything we shouldn't at this point because uh, Larry talked about it at ATIA this past week. So, the well, he's talked about it kind of uh, whether it was inadvertently or whether he was teasing us, I don't know, on a podcast he did. And uh it was a podcast about a um, 
OCR product for a cell phone, and he just kind of offhandedly mentioned that he had recorded that on a demo of the BookPort Plus. Well, not the demo, but on the prototype of the BookPort Plus. And immediately the Twitter community went crazy, and nobody really cared about the OCR product he was talking about. We all got interested in the BookPort Plus. And of course, um, shortly thereafter, he was able to start talking about it. And he's going to visit with us. Uh, we got something planned for Main Menu, so that's going to be fun. Tyler, I haven't forgotten that you're over there. Why don't you go ahead and uh, and do the same thing? Why don't you tell us uh, what you would consider the most important piece of technology that you use in your daily uh, work at school? <laughs> um, Jamie, I would say that the... Um the 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 most important to me would probably be my braille note now there's a couple things though i i want to note on that because um with the new braille note out there and i don't mean to uh, offend any of our listeners or anything but i did <clears throat> i am trying out a braille sense from uh oh i think they call it the uh, assistive something like technology center at here at um, Iowa Braille and I you know I really like it and they the school's been telling me hey Tyler you know you have to make your decision whether you want to go for the apex or you want to go for the sense and to tell you the truth Jamie I really don't know decisions decisions but it's excellent that you get to actually put your hands on both products that is great that that you have the opportunity first of all to look at more than one product and secondly to make it make a choice so that is that is wonderful um again i don't i'm not going to sit here and make myself um, sound really really old but back in earlier days uh, there weren't that many choices, and there weren't a lot of opportunities to play with what was out there. I fortunately got to look at a, a Braille and Speak um, back in its heyday before I um, a- acquired one. So it definitely helps, and I actually got to look at a friend's Braille note, um, so that that helped me to go ahead and... and so I've actually looked at... Uh, I've gotten to use um, PacMate and Braille Note. I haven't gotten to look at a book since, but... Uh, it's it's excellent that there are some some really good products out there that we can that we can choose from. So at home, when you're done with school and you're just kicking back and doing you know some leisure activities, uh, we'll go ahead and go with Tyler again. Um, what do you think your most uh, preferred technology at home would be? Um, well, you know, Jamie, that is a very good question. Um, you know, I think it would probably be the laptop because, um, Debbie Hazelton got me hooked on All in Play just recently, and, um, you know, I really like that. In fact, they had a tournament last night, so I got to, um, participate in that, and, um, another very important piece of equipment uh, for me would be a I, I got a book sense. So I did um, I like that and I like how it I, I like how it works. What's your favorite game on all in play right now? Oh boy, that's a hard one, Jamie. Um, I would say my favorite one would probably be hmm, I would say, 
Crazy Eight or maybe uh, Blackjack. Interesting. I need to I need to learn how to play some card games. I'm a tag man myself. I I love the Enneagram game. I'm not quite as good at it as some players, but uh, I'm not the worst either. So it kind of depends on who's online, whether I win a bunch or whether I uh, kind of sit in fourth or fifth place. It just sort of depends on the night. All right, you know how about what? You, All right, how about you, when, when the day's done and you're uh, you're at home, what uh, what is your favorite piece of technology to use? Well, it kind of changes a lot. <laughs> I know that kind of sounds funny, but um, I. I'm on my laptop quite a bit, and then I also use my Braille Plus at home to listen to books and a lot of podcasts. But recently, my big Christmas present this year was a 32-gig iPod Touch, and I'm really getting hooked on that. Tyler, I did not ask you, but I will. What screen reader or screen readers do you use at present? Well... Um, I use a lot of them. I, um, I use, um, jam, or, uh, excuse me, window eyes as my primary one. <clears throat> and I also use, um, I play with JAWS for a while until my computer went, um, crazy and I had to really, uh, work on it to get it fixed. In fact, I had to go into the registry, but I won't go into a lot of that today. Um, I what happened was I I I was I've played with Jaws, and I also recently requested a HAL demo uh, CD from uh, Dolphin. And I'd also like to note that I use a laptop, one laptop at school. It's an HP, and then I have a uh, an a uh, HP Compact 6510B that I uh, use here at home, but. Other than that, I've, uh, well, and I also use SA to go sometimes. Um, I really like to uh, know how to do that remote access thing, but I don't know. That's something else I should uh, look at. I used to use JAWS pretty much all the time, and that's what I use at school, so JAWS and voiceover. But at home, I'm kind of starting to pull away from JAWS. I still use it. I have it up right now. But I'm also using System Access from Saratech quite a bit. I have it on a little handy flash drive, so I can plug that in on any computer and have instant access. And um, I also have NVDA on here, which is a free open source screen reader if you're not familiar with it. I have that on my laptop as a backup, just in case something goes wrong. And I've kind of played with window eyes a little bit, but not too much. So mainly JAWS and system access. The thing that impresses me talking to both of you guys is you both cover a lot of technology. I mean, you're you're familiar with and have played with quite quite a bit there, and I think that's very that's a very good thing. I think um, those of us who've done this for a while will just continue to to be impressed by the fact that there's a lot um, at your disposal and that you guys have had the opportunities to uh, to work with quite a bit of, of technology. And I think that is a great thing. We are, by the way, using Accessible Event. That is Serotech's online meeting uh, platform. If uh, you are visually impaired and the company that you're with is holding a presentation, it doesn't matter what software 
they are using because um, they can run accessible event right alongside it and uh, visually impaired people can use accessible event as a standalone product for meetings many companies are doing that and we uh, on main menu will occasionally use that platform for interviews it's a great a great way to do uh, panel discussions especially like the one we're doing today because the guys can look at the list of questions and kind of know what's coming up so Kudos to Serotech and Accessible Event, and thank them for allowing us to uh, use that for this discussion today. So if you could put your hands on any piece of technology today, if, if uh, you were in this huge room and it was all there, what would you like to look at? And uh, I'll give you a minute to think about that if you need it, but... Uh, can't give you too long because we've got to start with somebody, so uh, Chase, you're it, man. Well, you're really getting me excited there because I really like technology, so if you pretty much mention the word technology, I'm going to get excited. I would like to see one of the new NLS players, kind of. Mm-hmm. I haven't received mine yet. Well, you know, Jamie, uh, just like Chase, you know, there is so much to choose from. Nowadays, I honestly don't know, but I will tell you. Now, when you when you ask this question, are you talking about the older technology as well, or say um, the uh, just the new the new kind of stuff? I hadn't even considered the possibility of older technology, but again, it's kind of your dream, so you can do with it what you will. It's your laboratory. It's your room. Well, you know, uh, Jamie, I tell you, I've been starting a a, a museum full of uh, different things. I just kind of have them sitting around here, um, and I'm not going to go into like all what I have. But if I if I could, I would really, really, really like to put my hands on again my second note taker that was ever shown to me which was a braille light and if I remember correctly I do not think that was a I don't even remember what model it was it was so far back and you think I if I picked one up today I I don't even know if I could um, run it so I don't know well I had one for several years it's been a while since I've used it and it would uh I would have to play with it a bit, but uh, it served me quite well for many years, and uh, that was actually a pretty nice... In fact, I wore the thing out, literally. I literally wore uh, the advance bar out on it, had it replaced once, and it broke again. So I won't tell you that part of the reason was because I found a game that was really cool that uh, I played on it. That probably wasn't the smartest thing I ever did, it was uh, starting to be up in years a little bit when I finally started playing these games on it, but that probably didn't uh, didn't help extend its life any at all. Um, I'll kind of even answer that my own question here a little bit, just because I'm I'm enjoying this discussion. I think right now today, uh, if I could put my hands on any technology, I would like to play with voiceover. And I would like to look at an iPhone. I have not yet done that, although I have looked at the iPod Touch, obviously, since I own one. And I know there are going to be many similarities. Um, But uh, 
besides the new Bookport Plus. So that that's three. We'll stick three in there. Uh, those are the things that just come to my mind just right in, right now. But like like you guys, uh, if it's technology, I'm I'm cool with it. So um, I think we could all spend uh, several hours in this uh, in this room here that we're uh, creating on the spot. Um, Jamie, another thing I would really, really love to put my hands on, and a lot of you main, men, main menu listeners are going to think, oh, this guy's just crazy. Well, one of the things I'd love to put my hands on is an MS-DOS computer running Vocalize. I've been, oh my gosh, I've been wanting to try one of those out for years. I had an MS-DOS computer, um... I actually never played with vocal eyes. It's kind of one of those things that when you first get into it, you kind of, um, well, I was anyway, kind of led by people that I visited with and, and was influenced by them. Obviously, you have to start somewhere. So um, I actually became a real fan of a screen reading program called ASAP, which was designed by a gentleman uh, named Larry Scootcon. So... Um, kind of saying that tongue-in-cheek. We obviously all know who Larry is. And so that was the um, the product for DOS that I really learned to like. And then when I moved to the Windows environment, and I played with, uh, well, I don't know about played with, I used extensively both JAWS and Windowize, uh, and have also played quite a bit with um, System Access. This is Chase again. Um, I have been thinking about the question that I wasn't sure about about the technology and I agree with you I'd really like to see the iPhone the Bookport Plus or with the old technology I'd really like to see one of the Apple II those have always interested me if you could design a piece of hardware or software what would it look like Tyler I'll bet you've had I'll bet you've thought about this one before uh yes Jamie I have in fact um, one of the things that I would love to see, I don't know, I don't know how it would work or what, what you'd use to make it work. I just want though, it would make my life a lot easier if somebody could write a program where you could scan <clears throat> a piece of braille, like, 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 like the uh, math uh, papers that always have. They'd always have to be transcribed. Um, it would be great if you could scan one of those papers and, and it would just say, uh, transcribing, please wait, and all of a sudden you have, you have what you wrote in Braille right there. And if I could design, if I could design a um, piece of software, I would, or a hardware, uh, excuse me, I would probably design a little small little computer that you could hold in your hand and instead of using a cane when walking down the street it could maybe be you could maybe have use that and it would maybe take a picture of the setting and maybe if you were maybe somehow it could sense that um, you were near something and it could go or some, you know, just some kind of sound to let you know that you were in front of something, and also, of course, to uh, do basically all the things that a computer uh, today would do. I know, 
Well, I think it was three years ago, GW Micro had the uh, Small Talk Ultra, and unfortunately, I did not get to play with one of those. So, um, but I'm I'm always wondering what that kind of stuff looks like. So, that's that's basically my idea to that question, Jamie. Chase, you've had some time to think about that. What uh, what do you think you would design in the way of either hardware or or software? Um. Well, before I get into my idea, I just wanted to comment on something that. Tyler said when he was saying about the thing that would kind of beep when you had something in front of you like a almost like a uh, a replacement for a cane they kind of have those right now with like I don't remember what some of them are called but I know like the K sonar and some devices like that kind of have that function that he was wishing existed uh, but for my idea for hardware, I would probably want a small GPS that was the size of a stream, for example. But you wouldn't have to have the separate receiver and everything, but it would also be able to get you around indoors. So if you went into a new building, it could tell you there is a, uh, let's say you were in a mall, and you, it can tell you there's a Burger King on your right, you are in the food court. Or if you're in a school, it could tell you the science room is on your left. So it would be a GPS that would work indoors as well as outdoor. That's excellent. I have to tell our listeners, these guys did not get these questions in advance at all. They are coming up with this stuff totally on the spot. Uh, They've had maybe the length of the interview to kind of scan through some of these questions, but uh, this is pretty much off the cuff, so that's kind of giving you a little little insight here. So you guys are doing a great job. If you could talk, and you can, to AT developers right now, what would you like to see from them? What what do you like, and and what would you maybe like to see them work on? And um, I think think we'll start with Chase on, on this one. Um, well, the main thing that I would say uh, and some companies are better with this than others, but I would say to just manufacture uh, like note takers and things like that with more standard components. So longer battery or Wi-Fi chips that support the B, G, and N and Bluetooth and just newer technology because a lot of the devices on the market for us right now are using older technology so there's a lot of them that prohibit good use in a workplace or in a classroom because you can't interact with other people with the newer technology very good that's an excellent point Tyler fire away at us um okay uh, if I if I were to talk to <clears throat> assistive technology uh, developers I would like to see you know, like, uh, uh, my parents just got a new washer and dryer. And they said, yeah, Tyler, you know, it can, it can beep at you. It can do all this other stuff. And I said, you know, someday I'm going to invent a talking washer and dryer. Because, you know, they got talking microwaves and talking everything else. So why don't they have a, a uh, talking washer and dryer? Now, I'm curious, and I think I already know the answer to this, but how important is Braille for either of you guys? And, Tyler, we'll start with you on that one. 
Um, I think Braille is very, very, very important. In fact, I think that is <clears throat> one of the, the, that, that, honestly, Jamie, I hate to say this because I'm a huge techie, but I think that, I think really that comes before, um, computers and stuff like that because if you don't read Braille, how are you gonna know if you're blind, how are you gonna know where the restroom is without reading the sign? You know, how are you gonna know how where where such and such is if you can't read Braille signs or how are you gonna read a magazine? And I've also talked with my parents about this, but you know, they I know that they have some kind of a grant, I can't think of what it's called right now, but it was it it says that like all all places have to be accessible like with braille signs and to people with disabilities such as the braille signs and whatever but i think also it would it's very important that all restaurants have braille menus and i'll give you a perfect example of that today my uh, uh today my parents my sister and i were um we're going, uh, we were going into this new restaurant that we have never eaten at before. And I said, um, ma'am, do you have any Braille menus? And they said, no, we don't, we're very sorry. And my dad said, well, you know, Tyler, they, they just opened, you know, you can't really expect that. Well, you know, I would, honestly, I would really like to see that become a law that like all restaurants have to have braille menus and large print menus and 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 uh any any other kinds of menus for um other people with disabilities and it would really be cool if they even had sd cards say that you could stick into your book sets or victory or stream or in chase's case of braille plus and read the menus that way you know i wonder you know, if if that's gonna be a law someday in the next five, ten, fifteen, twenty years down the road, I don't know. Um, I don't know what you think about that, Jamie and Chase, but I think that is a very great um, deal that way. Well, I mean, I think you know you're absolutely right about the fact that. It is tough for some smaller places to have menus, but I think just asking the question is a good thing because it makes people aware. Um, my favorite story of all time, my wife and I went on vacation and we went to a rather well-known restaurant chain. I will not name it, uh, but I went into the place and they normally do have a Braille menu. And I asked the server if they had a Braille menu or if she could find it for me. And she went away and when she came back well first of all she didn't really know what braille was i could tell but when she came back she said i'm sorry we don't have any of those seeing eye menus <laughs> my wife and i didn't we managed to contain ourselves in front of her but we have we have laughed about that many many times since then so it is a constant process of educating people uh, about you know the need for that sort of thing, so it doesn't it doesn't hurt to ask. In fact, I think it's a good thing. Um, Chase, your your thoughts on Braille? 
Well, I definitely agree with everything that's been said about Braille. Um, I do really enjoy technology, but nothing, in my opinion, can ever replace Braille. For example, our school has, well, this is just one example, but our school district has the science and the history books on the Internet. And they are somewhat usable, but they have a lot of graphics, which are unlabeled, and other things that aren't as accessible, so I can't really use those. And the school has thought at other times about having me get a print book and just scan it into the computer. But I told them that I would like to keep Braille books because I do not comprehend the information or understand the concepts near as well with online or spoken material as I would with a Braille book. So I request all my textbooks, especially math, for school in Braille. Um, so I really rely on Braille for that. And then like you were talking about earlier, Tyler, the Braille signs are really important because if you're walking around somewhere and you need to find the restroom, you can't usually tell which one is the men and the women's restroom. So, and they, almost every restroom I've seen now has a sign outside with Braille on it so you can tell which one to go to. And just little things, Braille menus, Braille signs, little things like that make a huge difference. I know a lot of people don't think they do, but um, Braille things like that really make a difference. You know what, uh, Chase, I was going to also comment on your deal there. I will totally agree with you. And you know, I don't know what you think about this, but um, they're actually, I think they're going to get some of my books on uh, the digital format for... Um, for uh, eighth grade but you know I just wonder you know what will happen you know what will happen if that braille note goes down do uh, either of you know or kind of have some ideas as to what you think you want to do when you um, get out of school you got a ways to go yeah you don't have to write this in stone but I uh, just kind of curious if you've been thinking about it Chase how about you I'm definitely interested in computer programming that's I'm trying to learn right now. Um, trying to find the time to start some programming, but that is definitely something that holds my interest. Tyler, well, I'm on the spot with Chase because I love computer programming, and I do, in fact, write scripts for Window Eyes. So that's that's kind of started me out. But in terms of what I want to do, um, I would really love to work for GW Micro because I, I I really believe in what they do and and I have a lot of connections there you know it's like I know Jeremy Curry and I are just you know ever since that little class he he had there on on uh, June 4th over the internet you know it's like him and I are like real close friends and it's like we haven't met each other in person but that's that's good to have though because then you know you know hey you know these these people actually know who I am you know and um, but yes that's that's basically what I what I want to do and one of the reasons I want to do that is because um, I, I highly believe in, in listening to users of AT things and, and telling and and you know kinda asking them hey 
what do you want? And that's, that's, that I follow the same standards um, with my scripts. For me, I am with Tyler's comments as far as listening to the users and everything. Um, but as far as him going to GW Micro, I would really like to go to APH. And if you don't know, that's the American Printing House for the Blind. Um, I've had the opportunity to be there a couple times and meet a lot of the people that work there. And uh, one of the big things that I would, one of the big reasons that I want to work there is because not only do you sell products to adults, but they have the quota funds so that the state can purchase their products for the students. So you really get to hear from a lot of student users of the product and the adults. So that's where I would kind of like to go for my programming. Well, I am quite confident that both of you guys have a very bright future ahead of you, and it's going to be fun to see where you guys end up. Um, I am confident that people listening to the program are going to feel the same way I do, that it's encouraging to hear bright, articulate young people who have thought about this stuff and who have some definite opinions and aren't, aren't afraid to state them. Uh, but definitely, and not only um, say what they want in as far as technology, but are willing to get out there and put a little elbow grease into it and, and help make it happen. And I think that is, uh, that's a lot of it right there. And I, I really encourage you guys to just hang in there and uh, just continue to absorb and learn as much as you can and don't be afraid to ask questions and, and uh, post comments and all of that good stuff. I have really enjoyed visiting with you guys a lot. Uh, this has been very enjoyable for me and I'm, I'm sure our listeners will feel the same way. If you guys would like to, and you certainly don't have to if you don't want to, but if you want to provide either some website info or contact info if you want people to to get a hold of you. We would be happy to, to let you do that at, at this point. Uh, let's start with Tyler. Well, um, first of all, Jamie, I, I would really like to thank you for um, <clears throat> for having us on today. And I'd, I'd also like to uh, say that you have done an awesome job with, uh, with uh, Main Menu. And I, I encourage you to uh, keep it up. And um, keep going with it. Uh, you know, I never know until about Thursday when you post it to the announce list. You know, I'm always wondering, hey, you know, what neat, what neat kind of stuff are is going to be coming up on main menu? And um, also, uh, you can uh, back to Jamie's question. Yes, you can get a hold of me um, if you'd like. Uh, my email address that I uh, mainly check is um, Tyler, that's T-Y-L-E-R, P-O-L-K-A-M-A-N, at gmail.com. And um, I, and just, uh, I'm on, I'm on a couple of email lists there, so if you could, um, just like put something like, your, uh, your main menu discussion, or something, something so that'll stick out, um, so I'll know what you're talking about. So, but yes, again, Jamie, uh, thanks for having us on today. I really appreciate what you do for Main Menu. Well, thank you for the kind words. I very much appreciate that. I enjoy doing Main Menu. 
it is a lot of fun. Sometimes I'm not sure what's coming up till the last minute, but that's part of the fun of doing it as well. So there you go. Chase, I'll give you a chance at this. All right. Well, I really, I just want to say that I really enjoyed being on Main Menu today. It's really nice to be on here. I've listened to Main Menu for about the last four years. And um, so it's kind of nice to be on here and uh, be talking. I hope uh, other people enjoy listening to this. And I just also wanted to say that you and everybody else on the Main Menu team do a really good job producing the show on a weekly basis. Um, also, if people want to email me, my email address, which you'll probably see on a lot of lists, is chase, which is C-H-A-S-E, and then dot C-R-I-S-P-I-N at gmail.com. So chase.crispin at gmail.com. And I would give you my blog, which was called the Blind Mobile Tech Blog, which I started, but the Google spam bot randomly uh, shut it down, so I can't um, give you that info. So I think that's it for me. Thanks for having me on the show. We, the Main Menu team, would love to hear from you, the listener. You can drop us an email by sending a message to mainmenu at acbradio.org. That's mainmenu.acbradio.org. To find out what's coming up each week on Main Menu, follow Main Menu on Twitter by going to www.twitter.com slash mainmenu. That's www.twitter.com slash mainmenu. You can also find out what's happening on Main Menu by joining the ACB Radio Announce List or the ACB Radio Friends List. To join the Announce List, send a blank message to announce-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's announce-subscribe at acbradio.org. To join the ACB Radio Friends List, send a blank message to friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. You can subscribe to a weekly podcast of Main Menu shows at http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org slash rss.php. That's http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org slash rss.php. Finally, visit the Main Menu website at http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org. That's http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org. Okay, and another really, really big difference that was introduced in Vista is the volume control. Um, as you know, in XP and earlier, volume control adjusted for everything. Now in Vista and Windows 7, volume control is actually program uh, independent. So if I do a, I'll just do a run here. Windows R, run dialog, type the name of a program, folder, document, or internet resource, and Windows will O-S-N-D-V-O-L. And in Vista and Windows 7, it's just called sound S-N-D-V-O-L. In XP and earlier, it was S-N-D-V-O-L-3-2. Enter. Volume mixer dash speakers left parent SB oddity right parent dialogue up down slider 30% alt plus D. All right. And here's our main slider that affects 
everything. And then if I tab around, mute speakers button. Yes, we have the mute that you don't want to do. System sounds button. Then we have a volume here for system sounds. Volume for system sounds up down slider 30%. And that could be changed if I want it lower than the mass, say the master volume. Mute system sounds button. Volume for application file for JAWS up down slider 30%. And there's our volume for JAWS. So if I wanted it lower than the master volume, which is now 30%, if I if I lower this. 29%. You're getting lower and lower. 10%. 9%. 10%, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 7, 18, 19, 20, 21, 20, 23, 24, 20, 26, 20, 28, 29, 30%. Okay, and if I go up any higher than that, then I start altering the master volume and I start pushing it up too. So as you can see here, you, I could change the volume for JAWS independent from all the other volumes. Mute application file for JAWS button. Speaker split button. Speakers left parent SD Audigy right parent button. Up down slider 30%. Alt plus D. And we're back to the master volume. If we had other programs going here, like Internet Explorer and other programs, you could have volume controls for those that would list here. Especially if you were on something like a page that had flash content that was playing. Um, on Vista and Windows 7, you could actually come in here, tab to your Internet Explorer volume level, and you could bring that volume down, and that music in there would stop, and you wouldn't have to listen to it. So that's a big, vast improvement over the way XP and earlier uh, operating systems did this, and it comes in very handy. Um, another of the differences here is in the volume mixer for XP and earlier you had a playback section and you had a record section and it was quite easy to get to the controls this volume control here is only playback there are no record settings here so I'll close this out Alt F4 and Windows M desktop folder view list Alt tab all control panel items all can oh good it's still up so I'm going to go to sound S-O-U sound link and I'm going to go in here. Enter. Sound dialog. Playback page. List view. Not selected speakers. <clears throat> All right. And we have our multiple tabs here, just like we did in the earlier versions. This is our playback tab. Speakers. Headphones. And we have a list of all of our playback uh, devices. Digital audio left parent slash PDIF right parent. Speakers. Digital audio interface. Now, one of the things that is a good idea to do it's not done by default, is to hit the application key here. Applications, properties, key. Show disconnected devices, checked, S. We want to show disconnected devices. That's usually unchecked, so you would check that here. Show disabled devices, S. And you can also show disabled devices. Enter, leaving menus, list view, digital audio interface. Speakers, digital audio left parent, slash PDIF right headphones, speakers. And that will give us, you know, different options. Now... If you want to go into one of these options here. Headphones. Speakers. And I did a, I'm not going to do a real, real in-depth thing here, but if you want to know more about this, I did this for Vista. Uh, there's one of the BGZ podcasts, I don't know, 19 or 20, and there's a couple of Vista things I did that dealt with uh, the difficulties of uh, adjusting sound levels and stuff on Vista that would apply pretty much to here too if you want to go listen to those. I'm not going to cover this 
for a long period of time because I've got quite a few other things to cover here in a fairly short amount of time here uh, remaining in the podcast. Um, Headphones, speakers. And like I said, if I wanted to see the properties of speakers here, tab, properties button, alt plus the properties, space, speakers, properties, dialogue, general page, general page, edit, speakers, shift tab, general tab. And then we got our tabs here. Okay, I think. Tab, edit, speakers, tab, change icon button, alt tab, properties button, alt plus Okay, key. now we go into this properties. Space, high <laughs> definition audio device properties dialog, general page, device status reno, shift tab, general tab, driver tab. Driver tab. Details tab. Details. Driver tab, general tab. Okay, and I thought we had the levels here somewhere. Yeah, let me try another one. Escape, sound dialog, playback page, speakers, properties, dialog, Microsoft button, properties button, alt, shift tab, change icon button, alt, alt, shift tab, edit, speakers, shift tab, general tab, escape, properties button, alt, alt, shift tab, list view, speakers, headphones, digital audio, left baroness, speakers, digital audio interface, speakers. And you notice we have multiple speakers. There's two sound cards in here, and the main outputs on them are, are and Vista and Windows 7 are called Speaker. You can rename these so it's easier to tell which one it is, but I have a creative card in here and a and a, and a real tag. Tab, configure button, alt plus C. Tab, properties button, alt plus P. Tab, OK button. Shift tab, property space, speakers, prop tab, change I tab, properties, space, SB Oddity, properties, dialogue, general yeah, there's, page. there's the sound blaster card. The first one was the real tag. H, shift tab, general tab, driver tab, details tab. Driver details tab property combo box device description alt yeah, plus p right. escape sound Let's dialog playback escape properties button alt plus p escape all control panel items explorer pane cp category Oops. panel went back too far oh sound enter sound dialog playback page list <clears throat> not selected well speed. what I want to show you anyways is in the uh, recording page the select recording, recording page. device below to modify its settings colon list not selected microphone one of eight microphone Microphone. And same thing here. You'd hit your application key. Application properties. P. Show disconnected devices checked. F. Show disabled devices checked. F. And you want to make sure show disconnected and disabled devices are checked because certain things are disabled, like line in and stuff, and you won't even see them unless you check these two. Escape leaving menu line in. Like right there. So these are recording properties. So tab properties button. Go to properties now. Space line and properties dialog. General page. Just shift tab. Shift tab. Cancel button. Shift tab. OK button. Shift tab. Device usage colon Q. Shift tab. Microsoft button. Shift tab. Properties button. Alt plus P. Okay, and then I'm gonna hit this properties Space. button. High definition audio. The general shift tab. General tab. Driver tab. Details tab. Drive general. Oh, jeez. Have they changed this again? This is different than the Vista. I'm trying to find my levels. Tab. Device status read-only edit. Tab. Change settings button. Tab. OK button. Tab. Cancel button. Tab. General tab. Tab. Device status read-only edit. Tab. Change settings button. Oh, my. Space. High definition audio device properties dialog. General page. Device status read-only. Shift tab. Driver tab. Details tab. Drive, general tab, escape, sound dialog, line and properties dialog, general page, general page, properties button. <laughs> and I think this is a bit different than Vista. I, I hadn't looked at this because I didn't think I had to, but... Tab, Microsoft button, tab, device usage tab, OK button, tab, cancel button, tab, general tab. Okay. Escape, properties button, alt plus P, shift tab, list view, line in, digital audio left, microphone, mic, line dash in. 
Tab. Set default button. Alt plus S. Okay, so... I don't know. Let's just set it as a default. Space. Press. List view. Not selected. Microphone. Not selected. Micro. Micro. Mic. Line in. Digital audio. Microphone. Line dash in. Tab. Properties button. Alt tab. Okay, but tab. Cancel but tab. Recording tab. Sounds tab. Recording tab. Tab. List view. Not selected. Microphone. Oops. What'd you do that for? Digital audio, micro, line dash in, tab, properties button, alt space, line dash in, proper tab, change icon tab, properties button, alt tab, device usage colon combo box, use this device tab, ok button tab, cancel but tab, general tab, listen tab, custom tab, levels tab. There you go, and then see we have... Custom, listen tab. Have a listen tab. Tab, listen to this device checkbox not checked. Yeah, we could listen to it, monitor it. Tab, playback through this device, colon, combo box, default playback device. Tab, continue, tab, OK button, tab, cancel, but tab, listen, tab, custom tab, levels tab, tab, line dash and left, right slider, 24%. And in here, see, finally, to get to your recording levels, and you see what a pain this is, actually, so. And then here's where I could adjust the levels. Tab, mute checkbox, not checked, alt plus M. Or mute it. Tab, balance button, alt plus B. Adjust the balance. Tab. OK button. And so, basically, that's... Uh, <laughs> Escape. Properties button. Alt plus P. What you got to do to... Uh, shift. Shift tab. Recording tab. To get to those uh, those levels. That's the recording tab. Sounds tab. And you have your sound tab here again for your sound schemes. Communications tab. And you got various other things here. But I just wanted to show you that briefly, too, so you can you see... How playback sounds are in one place, recording sound levels are in another place, and I've also showed you the independent uh, program controls for volume levels, and, and that part actually is really nice. All right, one of the other things here, just for entertainment and media and things like that, I wanted to show you or talk about here, and we're going to go into... Uh, Menus, all programs, default, desktop, internet, Microsoft, Windows, 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 XP, Accessor, Creative, Close, FS Reader, Games, Closed. We're going to, to look at games here. Enter, Games, Open. Chest Titans, C. And actually, unlike, um, and this started in Vista, unlike uh, XP and earlier operating systems, several of these games are actually accessible. I don't think chess is still. I'm not sure. You'd have to try it. Free cell F. But Free Cell is accessible, and you can use that with a screen reader. Games Explorer G. Hearts H. Hearts is accessible. Internet Backgammon I. I think Internet Backgammon is. Internet Checkers I. Internet Space, I. And I think these Internet ones are. I'm not sure about the Internet ones. Mahjong Titans, M. Mahjong Titans, which is a tile game, is accessible. Minesweeper, M. Minesweeper is accessible. More games from Microsoft, M. Purple Place, P. Uh, I don't think Purple Place is accessible. I think it's some kind of a pinball machine. Solitaire, S. Solitaire is accessible. Spider Solitaire, S. Spider Solitaire is accessible. Jaws 11.0 closed. All right. Spider Solitaire, devices and printers, D. So... You have several games that uh, are included that are accessible, and that's that's really nice.
That concludes this edition of Main Menu. We trust you've enjoyed the program. On behalf of Jeff Bishop and the entire Main Menu team, I'm Jamie Pauls wishing you and yours a great week.